Is your friend possessed? If not, then why is she crouched on top of the dresser? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yes, it is. If you have a real ghost story, we want to hear about it. Call in any time. You can call 855-853-4802. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. We would love to hear your stories. Serious about that. If you want an ad-free version of the show, along with advanced episodes and access to our archive, you can become a premium subscriber. You can do that through Apple Podcasts. You can try it there three days free. You can sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. Carol Hughes with my sister, Kathy Gordon. And seriously, if my friend was crouched on top of a dresser, I'd be like, oh, is she possessed? Oh, I'm looking for new friends at or that point. possessed, or is she drunk? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, either thing could explain it. So here's the story. I have experienced quite a number of supernatural occurrences, and I really don't know where to start or how long this will be. Everything that I mention is completely true. And while frightening and unexplained, I treasure these stories dearly. I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. From what I can recall, everywhere that I've lived, I've always experienced something. I'm going to add in like you, Kathy. Um, hmm. But it, what you did, that's you. Everywhere you've lived, you've experienced I, something. I, I just take it with me. That's all. <laughs> you just, do. I just got, I pack it up and off we go. You open little portal doors wherever you go. That's right. Wherever I go. Um, and she says, but it wasn't always where I lived. I had many friends who claimed to have ghosts in their homes. My family always said it was because of the Indian burial grounds that we lived on and around. There was even a small mountain nearby that was nicknamed Spook Hill because of unexplained okay. happenings that took place there. Throughout my experiences, I've witnessed a friend of mine who was put under hypnosis during a sleepover suddenly act very weird afterwards. Later that night, I woke up to her crouched on the dresser glaring at us. She said nothing and didn't move. That is scary. All I could do was watch her until she suddenly fell from the dresser and hit the floor unconscious. She had no recollection of what happened and none of us had ever mentioned it to each other after that. I do believe that when under hypnosis or when under hypnosis, the spirit or something worse can take over the body as it's left vulnerable. And the mistake was made when we were already informed of an entity that the girl who lived in that house called the scary man, we could feel him in the hallway leading to a room. I didn't even need to be told there was something there as I could feel the heavy pull on my, in my gut that made me hurry my steps every time I walked through. Now, mm. that's interesting to me. I want to stop there because, so obviously they were, there was somebody messing around with hypnosis in the house and they knew this spirit was in the house. And You know, she, I don't know how old she was exactly in this story, but... You know, your kids, you play the Ouija boards, you do the hypnosis, you do the thing. We used to right? try with hypnosis. Sure, I could never do it, but sure. I tried. So I mean, I get it. It can, that, you know, hypnosis can happen when you're young and having slumber parties and things. To wake up and see her on the dresser, crouched. Totally Creepy. On the dresser. Totally creepy. Like, it's yeah. one thing if she's on the dresser and her feet are dangling and she's just sitting there with her arms on either side of her hips, like in a cute little I'm on a swing pose. 
But using the word crouched, <laughs> that just, yeah. oh, that totally freaks me out. Okay, continuing. This story isn't so scary. She's got another one. At least it wasn't for me. I had a cat who loved, who I loved so much, who was more than just a pet to me. And ever since I adopted him, there was always a connection between us. The day he was put down was very tragic. I felt like a part of me was lost and believed that I could never find a cat as smart and amazing as he was. That torn feeling began to heal when I soon learned that he was still with me. Here and there, I would see him in the corner of my eye, and even on rare occasions, he would fully appear and walk right past me. Years passed, and I was falling asleep in bed with a boyfriend who knew little about my deceased cat and was not a believer in the supernatural. Then he woke me, asking me if I heard something. I was confused and questioned what he meant, and he replied there was a cat outside the window. A minute passed, and he went still, claiming that the meowing now sounded like it was in our room. During this whole time, I heard nothing. I honestly thought he was going crazy until I felt a thump at the foot of the bed. It was the same feeling that I would feel with my cat. He was heavy, so it wasn't hard to know when he would jump onto the bed with me as he did every night when he was alive. While my boyfriend was frightened and unable to move, I could only smile at the feeling of my cat walking up between us and nestling down next to my hip. While this happened, he remained unseen. The only proof was the indent he made between us on the blankets. Isn't that interesting? And oh, I um, had, Okay, so this begs the question, how long did the boyfriend last? Right. That is not addressed in this story. I mean, you know, a girlfriend that's like, yeah, well, I've got this, you know, and is ghost that totally cat, unnerved you know? by that ghost cat. And he seemed very upset about it. So I, I've got a feeling it probably didn't last, but she'll have to let us know if it did or not. But you know, when you have a pet, you know, when they jump up on the bed and the cats are different than the I, dogs. And, mm -hmm. you know, my, like my bed I have now, it doesn't really move much. So they can jump up there without waking me up these days, but mm -hmm. it's a very distinct feeling, you know? Yeah. And, she's absolutely right. I know she knows that feeling. And years ago, you know? I had a cat um, named Rita. I had Big Rita and Little Rita. Rita was, Big Rita was a mom. Little Rita was a cat. So I had two cats named Rita. And Big Rita had died and I still had Little Rita and I had put, had to put her down and she liked to eat on top of this table that we had in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen doing something, I don't know, making dinner or something. And I heard her jump off of the table. And is the way she would hit the ground. And I said, Rita, what are you doing? And then it hit me like she's not in the house. But I heard her very distinctly. Uh -huh. So anyway, okay, back to the story. The first haunted house. Oh, but wait a minute. I got a, wait a minute. I got a question for you. So you had big little. Big Rita and big little Rita. Big Rita, little Rita. Would the next one have been Margarita? Oh, uh -huh. oh. okay. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, here we go. The first haunted house that actually impacted me hard was one that I moved in to stay with a friend and his mother for a little while. He had already told me that he and an ex-girlfriend of his had both been sitting on his bed and chatting. He had the master bedroom of the house, and there was an archway that led into the bathroom, which was a decently large bathroom with a shower stall and a closet with sliding doors straight ahead from the entryway. The girlfriend randomly looked to the bathroom and screamed. There standing and watching them was a little girl about 10 years old. 
Once able to move, she bolted from the room and ran out of the house, refusing to ever go back in. During my stay, things happened here and there. Doors opened and footsteps were heard stepping across the tile when there was no one there. One time I left my cell phone in the kitchen. Hearing it begin to ring, I walked from the living room to grab it, but was interrupted by seeing my phone hover up and fly across the kitchen as if someone had unseen had thrown it. Oh, wow. Gary. The next mm. thing that happened to me was horrifying, not only because of the experience, but because of other encounters I've dealt with. I was and still am to this day horrified of bathrooms. I was showering in the master bath. No one was home. The front and the back doors of the house were locked. Halfway through my shower, I suddenly saw something run past the doors and into the closet, and the doors of the closet then slid shut and allowed bam. I nearly fell in. I neither I nearly fell in shock and had to race out of the bathroom. Once my friend came home, we checked the closet that was still closed and no one was there. It wasn't long after that that I talked to his mother about the history of the house. And she claimed that the previous owners had murdered their little girl in the shower stall. I tried not to think about it, and I cannot say if the story was true or not. But with what I felt, I could tell for certain that something tragic had truly happened there. I'm telling you. Oh, wow. With the one friend seeing that, and then she had that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would go out to the garage to smoke and above me was an opening to the attic that appeared to be long forgotten with all the cobwebs and yellow paper that hung over the edge. One night while with friends, I looked up for no reason to see a face staring down at me Mm. out of fear. I looked away, not sure what to say to my friends. I glanced back up and the face was not there. The last experience I had in that house before I moved out, surprised she stayed very long was shared with a group of friends. We were being dorks as usual and playing video games in the living room. One of the guys got up to go to the bathroom and we were all just hanging out, having a good time with the bathroom door right in our line of view. Once he opened the door to leave, however, we all went silent as an air vent on the ceiling in the front of the door suddenly fell open before he could walk out and all of us in the living room witnessed a ghostly white small hand Curl back up into the ceiling. Ah! Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I do have other stories of another haunted house that I stayed in for a year in Michigan after I left Arizona. Write it in. I got to hear more. (laughs) She said, but I really don't want to write a novel. Thank you and sorry for this being so long. (laughs) That's great. Okay. That one totally gave me the creeps. Oh, I got Like it's all creepy and then it ends with a ghostly white small. Well, with a hand? There's something about little girl ghosts that are creepy. Well, and then when the one person saw the girl ghost and then you're in the bathroom and that happened, then you saw a a hand, a small hand come out of the ceiling. And then this woman, whoever like was, who was it that told her the story? Was it the mom? The mom of the man who lived there. Yeah. Okay. Like. I'm living in a house where a little girl was murdered. I that I would have a hard time with. Oh my god. That that is a deal breaker. You know, and and I may have a little bit of a um I don't want to say soft spot because that's not the case at all, but a little bit 
I become unnerved when I hear about maybe it's this, okay, the little girl ghost thing. Because when we lived in Elma, Nebraska, that's I where was we lived working, in the haunted house. Yeah, but this was another place that wasn't there. The I was working library. at the library. The library, right? There's, I have a library ghost story, just like Ghostbusters. Okay, so I was about 12 years old, and I was working there just kind of after school some days, doing like dusting, cleaning, putting books away, restocking things. But it was an old Carnegie library. So you guys all know what I'm talking about. The old building, you know, from the late 1800s, early 1900s that the Carnegie Foundation built these libraries all over all the United over, States. All over. Yeah, all over the place. And it was one of those buildings. And I they were they would keep the magazines, the periodicals downstairs. And so I would come in, they'd give me a box of periodicals to take down and file away and put them back where they belong. And it's a creepy basement, right? It's super creepy down there. And I'm putting these away. And all of a sudden, I get this, like, chills just go up my back, right? And I'm putting magazines away. And I got my arms up. And I'm scared to turn and look. But I turn over and look. And there's a little girl standing there. And she's got red hair. And she's wearing a plaid dress. And she just, you know, kind of, she's standing right in the doorway. And then she just kind of turns and walks out and goes away. And I totally knew she was not a person. I I knew she was a spirit. And so I quick ran up the stairs and, you know, I'm totally shaken. And Mrs. Dugan, the librarian, comes out and she looks at me and she said, did you see her? And I said, yes. And she said, it's okay. I'll put the magazines away from here on out. Oh, so Mrs. Dugan was fully knew what was Yeah, because the first thing she said, because I must have just been just, you know, white totally. she? Like, why? Yeah. And she's like, did you see her? That's what she asked me. Wow. Creepy, yeah, creepy, it creepy. Really was. If you like the show and you want an ad-free experience of the show, sign up to be a premium subscriber through applepodcast.com. Try it for three days free. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. For all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thank you very much for listening.